This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has sorely scored another playoff winner. What episode are we on? Episode 20, yeah? Yeah, episode 20, mate. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Uh, we're on episode 20 this season. Um, we are joined by usual Duncan. How are you, Dunk? Yeah, not too bad, mate. You all right? Good, good day. Post all delivered? Uh, post was all delivered, yeah, mate. Not a good yeah. day, but it, it was wet, but it was delivered. <laughs> good, man. We've also got Lee Scudsy. How are you? Back on again, mate. Hat trick? Yeah, I know. It's just amazing. I, am I getting a ball for this? You know, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll it in the post, mate. Yeah, uh, but I'm pleased to be back on. Though. Cheers for having me back, lads. No worries. No worries. We've also got a special guest. We've got ours number 19 and top scorer, league scorer, Andre Gray. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. All good. Good. How's your day been? What have you been doing? You have a day off or you're trading? No, we was, into, we was in today. So, um, yeah, just training and just been chilling since. What have you been Doing what were you doing when you were there? Is it just a bit? Is it tactics? Warm, warm, like you just warm down. Yeah, a, bit, a bit of everything, really. Yeah, it's um, obviously three days before games, so um, we're obviously working on a lot of stuff this week. So it started today. Yeah, um, look, I, I mean, I can't not start with the obvious, which is obviously the, the drop in form. Um, I mean, from your perspective, I mean, what's 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 gone wrong, or, or, or what, what's seen this sudden dip in form that we've seen? Um, it's hard to put your finger on it exactly what it is. There's nothing majorly wrong within the dressing room or anything like that. Um, I don't know. I think obviously we've um, lost some games where we believe we should be winning. Um, obviously, you look at games like Cardiff at home where we completely in control. Um, then obviously Peterborough as well. Um, we're just not seeming to be able to put um, forms together for 90 minutes. Um, 
start of the games we've we've dominated in the first half, even like not even Forest away and yeah, and then and so on, and we just not being able to um, see these games out. Um, even we don't get many draws either, which is pretty strange. I think we're a bit, more, bit of an all or nothing team, and um, I don't know if that comes down to maybe lack of experience in some areas or or whatever, but it's nothing um it's nothing major that's like happened that's just made us have a dip form. I think it's just a like I said a consistent theme of of uh losing games we we, we should be winning and 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 obviously then the confidence has has, has been knocked quite a bit so I mean obviously when we were watching the games there does seem a lack of a little bit of a lack of of um confidence um, which obviously comes with 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 you know the the losing run we're on but is that the same in the dressing room or, or in training is no because i think we every i know the manager says it but we actually do we really do go into into games feeling feeling confident we don't feel like we're going into games thinking that we're going to possibly going to lose this game um and i think you can you can see that from the way we start a lot of games now i think at the start earlier on in the season we struggled to start well um we seem to concede a lot of chances in the first five minutes where teams probably should have scored and whatever but i think we've turned that around i think it's, it's started happening the, the second half of games now so i don't think i, I think that shows that it's not a um, lack of confidence in the dressing room moving our abilities. Um, I think a lot of things maybe a lack of concentration, a lack of being a bit streetwise in certain parts of the game. Um, well, yeah, it's, 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 it's a difficult situation. We've been hit by injuries pretty bad. I mean, the goalkeeper yeah, situation yeah. is absolutely crazy. And obviously, you know, Chrissy Willick and you know, Rob Dickey and a few other key players missing during the season. How much has that impacted us, would you say? Um, it's obviously hit us hit us hard. Um, we obviously had Seni injured, and then um, Jordan got yeah, injured Senny. straight away. Yeah. So obviously there were two big blows. Um, but then obviously we got Marshall, and I think he, he came in and, and was unbelievable. Um, I think he filled the spot really well. Um, and then obviously Marshall goes and gets injured as well, and then puts him out for. The season uh, or whatever. So obviously injuries haven't helped. I think injury to Chrissy was a massive blow to us. Um, you know that injury was that bad when the game was going on, or, or was it a case of oh, it's not that bad? Like on the way home, did, was there a fed sense that he was this was a bad injury and he could be out? Uh, no, no. I think um, it was obviously he's been he, he was he was struggling with fitness before that injury anyway. Um, obviously, just you know, general football stuff. People having knocks and and and, and whatsoever, and, and and just playing through it. Um, so when it happened, it was just a case of, oh, maybe it's just the reoccurrence of something, and it'd be all right. You know what I mean? Um, we didn't think he'd be that bad at all. Um, but obviously, the the the, the scan results said different. So that was a it was a big blow, especially in that. Uh, in that game as well, because I think he was he was hurting Forrest so much. Um, 
they didn't know how to live with him. Um, and obviously, yeah, I think obviously his stats speak for themselves this season as well with his, with his goal contributions and his in his assists and just his overall creativity. So that's been a massive blow for us because I think the team was built around him and 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 Illy. So um, losing him was was difficult. Lee Wallace going goal. I was interested to know is he just a cat in training or was it just he's, he's the eldest goes you know in? I, I, actually, I actually don't know. I think he, he put himself up for it. I'm not actually sure. Oh, you've never seen him in goal with training, or Nah, nah. I don't want to see him in there again either. <laughs> <laughs> um, just one thing I quickly wanted to pick up on. I know Warburton said a few times that um, there's been, you know, in the breaks, you've had a lot of words and, and, and you've got things off your chest. A lot of things he said it quite a lot in his in his press conferences. I mean, what what, what did that look like? What, what was that? Was it just calling out what was going wrong or individuals? Um, or Yeah, it... I think... Um, look, we had to start getting brutally honest. I missed the, obviously, last international break, the meetings that happened then because I was away um, on national duty. But... Um, I think it's about, it was more about us being men, you know what I mean? Um, like I said, we have a very, a very young team. Um, obviously, there is, there, is a, there is experience within the team. Obviously, me, Chaz, Steffi, that have, that have been there in this league for, for a long time. Um, but a lot, of the, a lot of the boys have never been in this position in the league, you know what I mean? Probably. Um, fighting for something and, and and being in and around it the whole season. So it's it was about just be, boys being able to speak and speak openly, you know what I mean? Um, football's changed now. Um, it's not like five, six years ago when I was playing at Burnley in the Championship. Um, but we had to, like I said, we had to be brutally honest with each other and... Um, Try and get the best out of each other, but at the same time, not trying to speak that harshly to 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 put people's confidence down more than it probably was. So. Led by Sorry. the players, was it more than, than, than the manager? Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. we've obviously had meetings of just players where there's no staff in there, and obviously meetings with with the staff as well because it's it's a collective thing and. It's, it's not um, obviously the manager would take the, the main brunt of things when things are not going well you know what I mean but us as players have got responsibility within ourselves as well Obviously just jumping in there with regards to the younger players do you feel like there's a big cultural difference now with obviously like you said five six years ago with the criticism do you feel like they struggle a bit more with the harsh criticism and like the social media aspect of it than say you did when you were coming through yeah, yeah, I do think it plays a big part. I think social media has been the biggest um, part of it. Um, when I was at Berlin and stuff, my, all my things were, were private. Um, for, for that exact reason, really. Um, yeah. Because I just believe a lot, of, a lot of people don't actually understand football. They don't understand the day in and day out of it. You know what I mean? They don't understand that. We are we're all all footballers are driven by ego in some way. Um we all want to do well for ourselves and the team. But if if the team's not doing well as individuals, you still want to do well. Um that's 
whether, whatever it's for, whether it's for your family, for your future. To obviously, a lot of the boys want to play in the Premier League. Um, so we all have our own reasons for wanting to do well. Um, so no one's purposely going out there to to play badly and and make make big mistakes and lose us games and miss chances and whatnot. Um, but we we have to take that. We get criticised for that. You know what I mean? Um, questioned if you, people not caring, people not being good enough or whatever. Um, but that's obviously that is part of football. But it's 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 a part that is very is very brutal. Yeah. And um, I think anyone will tell you that if you had a hundred good comments and one bad one, you you always seem to see the bad one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it, it, I think it has played a, it's played a massive part now. We're always looking up at other people. I think you've seen a lot with Harry Maguire now. Um, you know what I mean? And them, them, them things, them people's confidence. It's, it's, it's really harsh and um, it's, it's a lot to deal with. So I do think that's the biggest change that's happened. Um but it's 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 part of what we, we we have to deal with and learn how to deal with. Yeah. All right. I just want to take it a bit more positive now. Um, so Sorry about that, I was, I was in the deep end there, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've got a little stat-based question. So just bear with me. Among strikers with more than five goals in the championship this season, only Mitrovic, who has um, a goal contribution every eighty-eight minutes. He's the only one who has a better um, ratio than yourself. And you have a goal, a goal every 130 minutes. So um, with that in mind, has it been frustrating for you that you've had not necessarily as much game time as your form almost deserves? Yeah, obviously it's been frustrating. I came, I came here to, to do well. I know I can score goals in this league. I've done it before. Um, I, feel, I feel like I have this season, considering the... The amount of starts I've had, um, so yeah, it has been frustrating. Obviously, coming in late in the window was obviously I knew I had to bide my time a bit, um, and then obviously injury as well. Um, but I worked hard throughout my throughout that injury, that time of, of rehab, and come back in the best shape I needed to be. Um, obviously, I didn't have a preseason, so obviously it was difficult to try and get that fitness back in the middle of a, a hectic season you know what I mean um, yeah. but I, I, I worked hard and, and, and got back and um, yeah it was frustrating to just to be in and out you know what I mean um, yeah. rotation or whatever um, but again it's obviously it's, it's football I just had to just to try and get on with it and and then and just keep keep trying to work hard and, and stay in the team yeah, obviously, um, Warb's quite like quite likes to play with one up top. Do you prefer playing that lone striker role, or would you prefer playing alongside Lyndon or Charlie? Um, I don't, I don't mind honestly. Um, might sound a bit cliche, but I generally don't don't mind. Um, we we play in a way where it is quite free flowing, and you know what I mean. Um, obviously, I think the last. The last six game, games or so, I've, I've obviously probably performed better on my own um, yeah. in terms of my goal return. Um, but look, I've scored goals playing with Lyndon and 
as well. So it's 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 either or really. Yeah. Um, obviously, Warms Warburton signed you for um, for uh, Brentford back in the day. Um, was he a key reason for you joining us on loan this season? Like your relationship with him? Yeah, that was the main reason. Um, I always had a good relationship with him. So, um, and obviously, did we? Sorry, I'm gonna sneeze. That's what. I'm <laughs> um, he was a, a big. Um, Catalyst in propelling my career. So yeah. it was always um, something that I wanted to do and when I spoke to him. Yeah. So do you feel like from playing under him before that his kind of style of play suited your style of play? Yeah, and I think it was, it was again, like I said, I think the last few games you've seen probably the better side of me in terms of what my strengths are. Um, yeah. Obviously, Lyndon was injured, and, and, and so I was obviously playing more. So um, the way we played was more built on trying to get me in behind and playing more to my strengths, um, which obviously I felt you see the better side of me um, in that sense. Um, obviously, especially with Ilias or, or, or Chris behind me, that's where I flourished at Brentford was with with someone creative behind me. Yeah. Um, do you feel obviously like you're saying that obviously when you get in a space behind, that's when you're finding you're getting into like your groove. Is that why you feel you've scored most of your goals away from home? Because I generally teams at home kind of have to attack more. So you're being given that bit more space. Whereas obviously when we're playing at home, again, there might not be as much space. Teams are sitting deep against us. Yeah, I never really thought about it like that. It was strange <laughs> that it took me so long to score at home. But um, yeah, I think that is a possibility. Obviously, we're a ball-keeping team. Um, so at home, teams tend to, tend to drop off. I think a lot of our goals we've conceded have been on the counter-attack at home. Yeah. Um, so I think you can see the pattern of how teams come to us and, and, and sort of sit back and take up the space and try and hit us on a car attack. So a lot of the plays is more in front of me. Um, yeah. So obviously at home, it's away. It's obviously the sort of the role sort of reverse um, where teams can't really sit back against us because obviously their fans will start getting on their backs and, and whatnot. So they tend to play a bit higher, pitches are a bit bigger. Um, so it probably does play a role in, in some sense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just last one for me. I just wanted to say congratulations firstly on um, becoming a dad to twins this season. Um, how has that affected you as a footballer? Obviously, because, well, I had my two, literally no sleep, and I was at work like a zombie. So <laughs> I imagine like, going to training, you'll be knackered some days just from having a rubbish night's sleep. Um, you know what? To be fair, it's been, it's been all right. We've um, we had a lot of help, and obviously now they're in a, they're in a good routine where they're they're in they're in bed at seven, so I get my sleep. I'm still up early, but um, to be fair, we are we're in early, so it doesn't make much of a difference in that sense. And um, it's all right, it's all right getting through training when you're tired. It's more the games. So obviously, days before games, if we're not in a hotel uh, away games, um, I'd always end up sleeping in the spare room or whatnot to to get a good night's sleep.
Uh, Andre, uh, just coming off of um, one of Dunk's last questions there about um, uh, the difference between you scoring uh, home and away. Um, it was nice to finally see you score at home. How, how did that feel for you? No, it was good. Um, it, was, it was a long time coming. Um, obviously, I had one disallowed against West Brom, which was which was frustrating. But um, yeah, I didn't know how it was going to come. But um, luckily, the ball that 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 game it just dropped to me in a in a composition. Um, and hopefully now between now and the end of the season, I can get some more at home. Hopefully, yeah, because I mean, uh, otherwise it's going to be that we'd be betting on you every week to score away f- away from home rather than <laughs> yeah, at, exactly. At home, uh, so, I probably uh, won't play the home games anymore. I'll just be playing away again. So <laughs> yeah, if it, if it gets us points, then that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, as as we are coming up to the, the end of the season now, and uh, and, and obviously um, with everything going on, um, what's what's the future hold uh, if there's a if there's a chance for you to sign for us permanently, would, would you take it up or, or do you yeah, still believe that you've got... I would consider, obviously, we've not spoken about that yet. I think, obviously, we have to see how the, the season pans out now um, and just, just see what happens, really. I've not really paid enough for I'm just focusing, obviously, being focused on trying to get us into the playoffs um, and then doing the best that we can. Um I don't think it's time to to be to be thinking about those things yet. We've we've so much to play for, um, so yeah, we just have to to see what happens. So I mean, um, obviously, we know you're not going to be hanging up your boots anytime just yet. But uh, have you have you actually started thinking about when that day might come? If if you've got any plans for the future, did you want to go into like coaching or or managing? Um, nah, I don't think you'll see me coaching or managing. I, I, I think I know that already. Um, I think it's for a certain type of person and I don't think uh, uh, that's me. Um, but yeah, I still feel good. I feel, I don't, I've always said it, I don't feel no different than I did five years ago. Um, obviously, I, the last two, three years not playing as much has probably helped my legs. But um, yeah, to be, fair, to be fair, I haven't fought fought that far just because I've, I do feel good I haven't touched wood I haven't had no major injuries um, that have slowed me down um, and and yeah I feel I still feel good I still feel like I can play week in week out my body feels good um, so yeah I'm not I feel like I'm far away from from thinking about that yet so basically if, if we can get you signed up Permanently, we've we've still definitely got a good few years out of you yet. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to um, chat about Jamaica. Obviously, you're playing quite regularly over there at the moment. Um, yeah. What's when you go over there? I'm interested. What's the standard like? Like when you play internationally over there, is it much different to obviously over here or, or even the championship? Yeah, it's, it's surprisingly very difficult. Um, there's a lot. It's a it's a lot. It's a lot, lot different. It's very, it's very intense. Um, I think it's because you're playing, you're playing teams and against players that are a lot of them fighting for their futures, a lot of them fighting for their countries, um, and it's complete, it's a completely different ball game. Um, the pitches are not great, um, but. 
you're playing against teams that are used to these kind of things. Um, I've not been used to that for for a few years now um, on big bobbly pitches, but it's it was very very eye opening, um, especially when you're playing teams like El Salvador, Honduras, and the way how passionate they are. Um, and I mean, like we played Honduras the other day, and we had the players crying after the game, which like proper shocked me. Um, considering they only had four points in the whole group, like they, they were not doing very well, are they? Yeah, they they were bottom of the group, so they couldn't qualify or anything. So them losing to us didn't actually, to me, I just thought it didn't mean nothing. You know what I mean? But it just showed the passion that they have and how much they fight for their country. You know what I mean? Um, and it's surprisingly, the quality is surprisingly very high. Um, so if you ever watched the game, I think you'd be quite surprised that the, you probably don't know any of the players, but that the talent that they've got and uh, how well they could probably come and do in, over here in England. It's the, um, what's the Jamaican atmosphere? What's the expectation of the, you know, within the country of how well you know, Jamaica should be doing? Uh, very, very, very high. The pressure is very high over there. Um, yeah. yeah, you don't want to miss a chance. I tell you that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I just think that's just the uh, Jamaicans in general. They're obviously very passionate about about their sport. Um, obviously, athletics, cricket, football, and so on. Um, so it is very passionate. We didn't have. I think we only had probably two, three thousand in the stadium. But you know. Thought there was 20,000 um, with all their horns and the way they cheer and 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 stuff. Um, so yeah, the expectation is is really high. And if you, like I said, if you miss a chance, you're gonna know about it when you're walking down the street. So you said about the horns. Is, is that something we you reckon we need at Loftus Road to make the atmosphere ten times better? Oh, it would be good. It's like a carnival <laughs> vibe. I don't know if you remember uh, World Cup, the World Cup yeah. in South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. The Zulu, was it the, the, yeah, the Zulus yeah. or something? Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it is a proper carnival atmosphere. It's so good. Okay, when you go there, obviously it's quite far. I don't know how far it is. I'd imagine it's is it eight? How, well, how long does it take to get there? Uh, it's eight. about nine, ten hours. Yeah, nine or ten hours. Obviously, when you come back, you. Warbs Warbird likes to rest you or, or not start you. Is that something you agree before? Is that is that something that you know is coming? Is it frustrating for you? Maybe that you, you know. Or, um, are you ready? I guess. I don't know. I think me being me, I'd say I'm ready. But really and truly, I, I think speaking to the other boys and that as well, it is it would be difficult to to perform at your best capabilities. Um, um, the next day after landing, um, they always change that Wednesday because you play on a, on a Thursday morning. Is that right? Or, so we play a, on a we play Wednesday there, which is but it's a Thursday here, isn't it? I was behind, yeah. So that's like Thursday morning. Has that always yeah. been the case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but obviously we can't because we play at the night. We can't leave till Thursday, which then puts us landing uh, on the Friday morning. Um, so yeah it's, it's a strange one because you feel like you could but then I don't know it's weird the jet lag gets you um, 
and then you you're quite leggy and just from flying and stuff. So you don't feel great if I'm if I'm totally honest. You don't feel a hundred percent. But but saying that, I would uh, players do play. Yeah. Um, but obviously, completely understand why the manager wouldn't want to wouldn't want to take that risk. Obviously, a high risk of injury as well. Um, just because of the flying, the flying, the flying, the, the altitude and everything just takes it out of your legs. So, fair enough. Brad, um, we're missing someone. Brad, he's a big Little Mix fan, by the way. He yeah. told me to tell you. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's not here today. He normally does the, these, these quick fire questions. Um, so, he's done them for me. So, I'll do them for him. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I had to get rid of a few of the Little Mix questions he put in there. But the first one is best away day, away ground, sorry. What's the best um, away ground you, you enjoy championship. playing? Wherever. Oh, um, Man United. Yeah. To look at. Yeah. Um, what's the best um, atmosphere you've played in? Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. What's the best? Who's the best player you've played with? Ooh. Um, I'm gonna say Richarlison. That against Hazard. What's your favourite film? Oh, Training Day. Film, good film. Um, if you were going to go on a night out. And you could and you could only go out of three current QPR players. Who would you pick and why? Um, Jimmy and more well, Jimmy and I'm gonna say Sinny. Nice mate. Uh, who's the best manager you played for? Oh. That is a tough one. You've had a few at Watford, haven't you? So, <laughs> yeah, I know that's what I mean. It's about nine of them. Um, just because there's been about three or four that have helped me so much with my career at different stages. Um, obviously, there's John still at Luton, Gaffer now. And Sean Dyche. Um, yeah, is is Sean Dyche the nutter that he looks? <laughs> is it when he, in the, yeah. the dressing room? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could change one law in football, what would it be? Yeah. 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 Um, who who was your childhood idol or hero when you were growing up? Aubrey. What was the and what final one? What was the first football kit you ever? War or owned? <laughs> it's gonna sound crazy. I think it was either a Wolves kit or it might have been Stoke. Nice, mate. Nice. <laughs> That's just um, because my my granddad and my my, my nan and granddad are from. On my mum's side are from Stoke, so I was always there every weekend. And 
my granddad supported Stoke, so. Was that who you supported when you were growing up? Nah, you Arsenal. When you were growing up? Arsenal, yeah. Yeah. When you play them, do you, is, does it, what, what does it, do you get any impact? Does it feel like, oh, play, like, do you know what I mean? Does it, doesn't it impact? Nah, I don't, I don't support them like that, no. I just, yeah, I'd rather beat them because all my friends are supporters, Arsenal supporters, so. <laughs> Nice one, mate. Well, I mean, look, we'll let you go. But before you go, I mean, I just want to, is the playoff still on? Is it something that your players are still fighting for, conversations? Yeah, look, it's it, tough. there's no point in bullshitting. It's going to be really difficult now. Yeah. Um, I think even, I don't know what it is, but I think if even if we win the last five games, we're still going to need teams to maybe yeah. slip up, which obviously they will. But... Um, Look, we just need to go for it now. We've got nothing to lose. We've um, fell off a cliff the, like, the recent weeks. Um, so I think we, we need to, you know what, just just go and enjoy enjoy playing football. Just play with freedom and just go. I think we should just, we just need to go for it. If that means we have to win 4-3, we win 4-3. Let's at least make stick, it stick you enjoyable and exciting. Stick all three of you up front. Yeah, why not? <laughs> not bad, mate. Look, mate. Um, good luck for the good luck for the rest of the season. You know, um, yeah. speaking as fans, uh, we think you've done really, really good. So we hope to see you around again next season. Um, yeah, definitely. Grab as yeah. many goals as you can. Yeah. Thank, thank Andre. Thank you for the uh, the goal the goal against Cardiff for away because that was on my actual birthday. So you made my birthday even better. <laughs> You're welcome. Not bad, mate. All right, no, cheers, thank, mate. thank you very much. See you later. See you later. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Oh, good to good to chat to him. Um, yeah, top bloke. It's always difficult, isn't it? You always think they're going to tell you what's going on. <laughs> you think you're going to open him up, and going to, he's going to he's going to you know tell us exactly what's happening. And, and yeah. I suspect that's probably. But I, I thought I thought it was quite positive about you know that you know if the options there about him staying, you know uh, that that he, he didn't he didn't flatline it. He didn't try and. You know, escape right. it. He he did say if it is a possibility, then it's something that that he can talk about. So, you know, we we might actually get a striker on on a permanent again. But like, obviously, if we could sort it out and the wages weren't an issue, would you be happy to have him back, or would you think it'd be better spent elsewhere as on a striker? We all know we need another striker. Well, we I we need two, don't we? At minimum. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bond's coming back. I don't know where that's. I'd like what I would like. I would, I think he's. D- when he's played, I think he's done enough. I can't, you know, he, well, he doesn't play enough. Like you said, with the minutes per goal, really good. Mate, um, that's, I mean, yeah. Playing more, he could score more, I think. I think he's a goal scorer. You get him in form. But I, I wouldn't want him without someone else. So if it's a case of, well, we'll bring him back and we go again with the front three we've got, then yeah. no. Um, but if he comes back and we can move on Bond and we could bring in another one and we've got four and he's part of it, then, then I wouldn't have an issue with that. But, I mean, yeah. it's one of those as well. Like you know, I mean, if there's if if he could accept a short term deal, because like he said, you know, um, where he's he's not necessarily you know starting many games as many games as he'd like or or playing as much as he'd like. You know, if he does get that run, you know, would he would he actually then you know get like be in that in that zone of, of scoring a lot more frequently than than he has been, which is down to the fact that, say, he's only playing, like, odd games and then it's all getting changed up. Yeah. I mean, I think it was interesting to say, like, he said he didn't have any kind of pre-season. I don't... Did he come to us injured when he signed? 
No, I think he just came late in the window, didn't uh, he? I mean, so whether or not, obviously, like Watford didn't have him in their plans. I think maybe if well, with, with a full, today. yeah, with a full pre-season, like he might be coming and like firing. I think that's the problem. Like trying to get a player, give a player a pre-season when the season's already started, never works, does it? It always takes him so much time to get that match well, fitness up, especially when he's not played that much over the last few years. I mean, when he first came in, I, I wouldn't have even said that he hadn't had a pre-season. You know, I don't, maybe it was an oversight of mine, but I thought that, you know, he was rip-roaring and ready to go sort of thing. But obviously, behind the scenes, that maybe, you know, that's why he didn't get, get played as much because because he didn't have necessarily the full full fitness from pre-season. The problem is he's on big wages at the moment and I, I, I can't imagine I was getting anywhere near that. I can't imagine that's offering him any more than a, a one year with an option of another, maybe. So I just think that maybe other clubs may come in for him. Um, but well, saying that, it's not like we're going to be crying out for him like we were last summer, Frosted and Johansson and Jordy. You know, we, we were banging down the door, weren't we? I think we've yeah. possibly learned that that one <laughs> might not be <laughs> yeah. the right thing to do. <laughs> Um, I don't think we'll be doing that with um, a certain midfielder, that's for sure. No, I don't think so. No. Um, I think we'll be paying his bus fare home, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> so um, the last time we caught up, pre-Sheffield United and Preston, we thought there was a glimmer of hope if we got something yeah. from these two games. And we've come away with nothing uh, again. Uh, um, I feel like performances were slightly better um, as a whole, but the end, the end, I mean, the end is the same. And, and I think... I just I'm struggling to understand where we go really. I mean Derby at home, it Huddersfield away next two. It's difficult. I mean I don't personally I don't personally see us picking up anything against Huddersfield. I mean they're pushing for playoffs, they need the points, and I really think we're gonna struggle on Friday. Derby, it's one of those games where they haven't really got much to play for now. And like our season's fizzled out. So that could be another like dead rubber game. Do you know what I mean? It could be one of those games where it means nothing and it's 4-4 and it's a cracking game or it could be a really tedious 0-0. So I, I was going to say, and I'm probably going a bit, bit the opposite way here, is the fact that Derby played last night and uh, obviously it was against Luton probably should have been a tougher game than what it actually resulted in. But it was like maybe they might be, you know, bit under the weather come Friday and we might actually go and surprise because this is QPR like QPR doesn't do anything normally do they <laughs> you know we might actually go up there get a really good result like I don't know a 1-0 or you know a 2-1 like late on victory like we used to and then come Monday it gets Derby at home which you know most people would say oh now they're on three points we'll go and throw it away you know because this is QPR like this we don't we, we don't seem to beat Obviously, the the bottom teams we we have a I think Reading's the only team we've actually got more than three points off of. Uh, yeah. In yeah, terms of our four points, if we, if we if we beat Derby as well, then we'll be Derby, won't it? But then there would be yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, knowing us, you know, we we'll we'll, we'll flatline on on that result. But uh, I mean, I hopefully I get. I, I hope to be proved wrong. I really do. You know, I mean, I absolutely love this. I love love this club and. I'm as gutted as everyone else sort of thing. So, it, it, you know, it does pain me to say, you know, it's different people like, you know, who aren't QPR fans, you know, yeah, we're in a, we're in a state at the moment. We're in a very sorry state and it's, and it's hard to watch, 
it's very depressing, you know, and it, it shouldn't be like that, you know. Uh, it's, it's difficult because I feel like when I'm watching War, Warburton and I'm watching the team, they literally, I alluded to, 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 to Andre that they look so much like there's no confidence at all. I feel like Warbs is doing everything. He, he is trying to do what he can do to sort this out. I don't know what that is exactly, but I get the impression that he, he looks a bit, not defeated, I don't think that's the right word, but he does look a bit lethargic, a bit like, oh, this Deflated. Is, nothing's working at the moment. He got forced to go to a back four, didn't he? He didn't, he didn't voluntarily do it, but he did it. He's chopping and changing people, trying to get it right. It sounds like he's had an open conversation with the players. You know, it's, he's trying different things, but for whatever reason, it isn't working. Um, and something may or may not have gone on behind the scenes. We don't know. Um, it, it may not have. We may just be on this terrible run and QPR tend to go on these often. I don't know what it is, um, but we we love a good seven or eight, nine game losing run, don't we? Um, yeah. But I think, yeah. I mean, realistically, I can't, I don't know about anyone else, unless we have, a, unless we continue to keep losing, well, which is possible, I think it'll probably be until the end of the season and then we'll reevaluate and probably move on. I think, that's what I think. Um, what I wanted to chat about because I think we chat, we spoke a lot about what's going wrong, but maybe looking ahead, is there anyone from a manager perspective that could come in and give it a go next season? Any names that spring to mind? Well, personally, for me, I don't know what the situation would be on a financial basis of what we would pay compensation. I like um, old Robbins from Coventry. I felt they've got a similar budget to us. Team-wise, like stature-wise, they're like us. And I feel like he'd be a really good shout. I think he'd be a leave? really good fit. Why would he leave Coventry? I mean, you could arguably say that they've got as much chance as us next season. His team, his players, mm-hmm. similar stature mm-hmm. and club. Been there a few years though, haven't he? So he might be getting stale. Either that yeah. or like old um, Carl Robinson. Yeah. Well, that's the name that gets floated about occasionally, so... We've heard we had yeah. we've heard it on the grapevine that something there's yeah, yeah there's something in Carl Robertson, isn't there? I think I think the, the like whoever is in charge of obviously you're supposed to assessing future manager managerial candidates. I think they there's something there they like with him, isn't there? I think even before we hired Warps, he was looked at. So I think there's kind of a long standing interest there on one level. I mean, but I just one, think oh, God, sorry, no, Sorry, I, I was just going to say one one person um, who uh, couldn't be here tonight. She she's already thrown her hat in the ring. Jackie said that that's the reason she couldn't appear tonight was because uh, she's preparing herself for for next season taking over the team. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a birthday on Thursday, so uh, we'll let her off and let her have that one. But I mean, <laughs> I, one one person's one name that hasn't actually cropped up, and it'd be interesting to see how the fans would feel if. If he if he was to become a candidate, because he has been mentioned before, that's Gareth Ainsworth. Is he is he now ready to step up, or do we not feel he's, he's strong enough yet? I've not been a massive advocate of his, not because he's a great player, and and, and I, I feel like where we are, or I say where we are now. I mean, we're, we could end up being in the same position we ended last season or a couple of seasons ago, but I've recently over the last year thought that we've sort of outgrown him 
a little bit and we're sort of top end championship fighting up there. We want to take that next step. I just don't feel like, or oh, I can't see how he could do that. That's to say he couldn't, but I just feel like when we were near the bottom fighting relegation or 19th, like we always are possibly. And that was, and we needed a bit of passion and drive. Not to say we don't need that either, but I'm just not sure he'd be the man to take us forward. Um, maybe a, like an assistant role, I don't know, but I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's a good shout. I feel that's the problem, isn't it? I feel like we need a manager who is going to be able to take us that next step up. Yeah. And give us a little bit more of a kick and get, yeah. get that little five, ten percent more from the squad to get us through the playoffs. You know, like you look at Chris Wilder, he would have done that. Yeah. Could, could get him someone like a Cooper, what he's done to um to Nottingham Forest, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, you and you can't, you know, at these points we were doing great. We didn't eat, we didn't want to need them. But there's a type of manager that we need to come in and and, and but it's difficult because experience doesn't always mean anything. We look what we've had. We've had Warburton, we've had Holloway, we've had McLaren, um, you know, Redknapp. I mean, so you, know. so, so you just said there about about the type of manager. Yeah. Is it that we we have too high of expectations of a manager that's going to fit into the QPR culture rather than a manager that's going to come in and actually do a decent turn? Because I feel like, you know, over the years, you know, we, you know, when Warnock come in, it, there was probably mumbles and grumbles, but straight away he became our main. Holloway, we knew he was going to be our man. Like, you know, Warburton pretty much soon, soon, as soon as became our man. You know, do we as the fans have too much of a high expectation of what a manager should be for our club? Or should we actually just finally take a step back and go, Let's, let's change it up. It's a great question, actually, and, and one that I feel like you need to you, you need to get a happy medium with it, and it, that's probably the hardest thing to do, and that's why managers don't work. I mean, you look at Ish, Ishmael at West Brom, right? I mean, he's got a, got a big job in Europe, doing well. He just didn't fit West Brom, right? And and he tried to change him, and he couldn't. The way they played, the way that so, I, but to a degree, sometimes you need someone to come in and and and, and have new ideas and a fresh outlook and, and change it up, but. So that's what I, my view is, is he, this was my, this was when I was thinking about this. I was thinking maybe about Rudy, that, that he kept coming into my head. I don't know why. I thought that's just, only because he knows the championship. Yeah. I feel like he'd want to take that next step, which is. Well, the problem is like, you get managers in situations and when you've already got a minus 21 points deduction, your team talk every single game is we're basically down go out and fight. I mean, it's not hard when you're at the bottom of the table to just try and say, we need three points. We have to win. Today's our cup final. Like, there's no tactic, like, tactical nows to it. They've got to try and win no matter what. Yeah, but mate, look at what they've they've achieved. Like, as they've had like no money. They've got like literally but half that, their that, team that, is youth players. Um, but that it, gels team, doesn't it? That, that You have that back to the walls. It's us against them kind of mentality, don't you? If I um, put them in the team, mid-table... Where there's not that kind of situation, he's got money to spend. How do you know he's going to spend it wisely? I just think that drive that he's got, that he wants, he wants to become a top manager, doesn't he? You can see that he wants it. So there's that drive. He, he's faced with so much adversity this year, and he's come through it. Looking, I mean, who knows? Someone else was in charge of Derby, where they'd be. I don't know. You may be right, but you know, we won't know that. All I know it is, would, 
I'll tell you now, right, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Rooney took that Derby team down a dodgy street in Liverpool from where he came from and said, if you want to survive the championship, survive this street and then you know how to fight. And that's how they've, you know, they've, yeah. they've managed to produce some really good results because you've got to give him, I mean, you've got to give him massive credit. He's stuck by the club. All right, the club aren't necessarily paying his wages. He's bet, bet free to yeah. whoever. But he is still stuck around and he's sticking by the players. You know, and he's, I mean, or it's his first job, so he's, he's learning himself. But I, I mean, I give him massive credit. And as much as I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Derby in terms of liking them, if they stay up, I would applaud him because it, it would be him that's kept them up. You know, the players themselves, they know they're, they're necessarily good enough. It's just they don't obviously have the money to back up the team, like to, to fill the depth. But him as a manager, I think he's actually done a pretty good job. I think it's either him or we go foreign, young foreign. I don't know. I just feel like we need something different. And, and again, it comes out the mould. And you're right with what you said, Scuds, around the mould. There's, you know, imagine mm. it's like if England get a foreign manager, I just feel like it would get that much uproar if QPR went oh, away and got, and got someone young from like Hoffenheim who's been brilliant in the, I don't know, something, you know, like other clubs are doing. Have done like, what, like Norwich did with Daniel Farker kind of well, thing. Barnsley have done it. I know they found it. There's there's managers out there abroad that, and I, and I, I always the championship is championship and it can be difficult, but it's it's football. You know, I, I don't know. There's that other argument which you probably won't get into. Um, what, what I just want to quickly get onto Les Ferdinand and and it and how for me he's done a great job. I'm not saying he's not done a good job or, or he's not doing a good job, but he does seem to get away pretty scots free with a lot of. A lot of a lot of challenges that the club faces, and they ultimately sit with him. A lot of these decisions, not bringing in a striker or a number ten. You can't tell me. I don't believe that Warbs didn't say I need someone else up front. Don't a striker number ten. Get me someone else up front. Um, so someone somewhere has decided that we can do that. From whether that's from a financial perspective or whether that's from the players weren't out there. I don't believe that. Jamie Patterson, I speak to Swansea fans. They say he's been since he's been back, he's been part of their revival. They've they've been brilliant since he's been back. Um, so I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that. Um, I don't know. I, I for me, I, it's whether or not who who you think is actually in charge and running everything. So do you think the buck lies with Les? Do you think it's with Lee Hughes? Who do you think is actually making all these big decisions? Do you think it's Amit? Like, how much does Tony Fernandez get involved now? Like, what? Who's in, who actually runs the club on a day-to-day basis? Who do you well, think it actually is? Les Ferdinand's for It's definitely not Amit. That was a... I, I'd say Lee Hughes. I'd say Lee Hughes is the, he's the main, uh, you know... The main guy who, who runs it day day in day out, but and for, for me, I would say that Les Les is the guy that makes the ultimate decisions on on the transfers. You know, he'll get me, he'll get the nod for for the money, but he makes the decisions on whether the transfers happen or not. Lee, who's all he cares about in my for my opinion, just purely my opinion, is the financial benefit of the club. He wants yeah. to do things that financially benefit and sustain the club which is brilliant because we want to be a sustainable club. We don't want to be in any financial trouble. But at the same time, we need to have a little risk. We're, I, we're signing Patterson. We didn't have enough money. What was he going to cost? Half a mil, wasn't it? 
just under oh, just yeah. under a mil, something like that. We didn't have that just to risk to try and get playoffs this season. I wonder what the, the, the lottery of the Premier League and potentially winning that. I wonder whether the, the risk to win that money. Do you know what I mean? I wonder whether the risk was Austin and Johansson and Geordie and Andre Gray. They, these players ain't coming yeah, but, for nothing. No, um, but surely you have a, 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 a summer budget and a winter budget. Because if they came in in the summer and we were rock bottom, they'd have a budget in January to try and get us out of that. Because going down to League One would have been would be horrendous for us. So surely they would plan ahead and think, right, we've spent this in the summer, right? What, what can we what can we realistically spend now in the winter, depending on the current situation? If we were struggling at the bottom, they would have found funds to get us out of that bottom. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and away from relegation. I don't understand why they haven't found just a little bit of money from somewhere to try and give us that extra little kick over the line into the playoffs. Do you, think, do you boys think that, that Warburton, do you think he'll go before the end of the season? Or? I, I mean, I personally can't. I can't see it happening. Um, I know a lot of a lot of fans are saying he needs to go. Um, I Obviously, in the heat at the moment, I've probably said it myself, but you know, when you when you, you look at it realistically, with what little games we've got left and the fact that the contract's running out in the summer, they're not gonna they're not gonna let him go. They're not gonna get rid of him because it's it's wasting he's wasting money by by getting rid of him. You know, you might as well just sit out. The fact is, look, if if you're being realistic, players that's done, it's dusted. I can't I I would be very, very surprised if we got into the playoffs now. But even if we did get in the playoffs. We won't last past the, the the semis, but you know, and, and what games we've got left? I, I I personally can't see him going just yet. I think they're just going to see out his contract, and then they'll make their minds up in the summer. It'll either be a, a thank you very much for all you've done, but we're going to go somewhere else, or they'll shock us all and and give him a new contract, and we're going to have to do all this roller coaster all over again next season. Right, so we've got a quick, quick fire for you lot. Re- really quick fire, an actual quick fire, if you can. Um, yeah. Players that contract, <laughs> keep or not keep? So right, first okay. one, Moses. Keep. Keep. Barbe. Oh, keep. 100%. Keep. Yeah, I, I'm not sure he will be kept though. Um, <laughs> no, he, I think he's going. Yeah. Um, Don Ball? I've got to say keep. Keep. Oh. I think the money could be better spent as well. Um, Adoma, tough one, this one. Oh. You asked me this two months ago, I'd have said give him a goal. Uh, I love him too much. I'm going to have to say keep. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say keep, but let him be aware that he might have reduced playing time. Lee Wallace? Let him go. Keep. Um, I mean, his Mar- name's Lee, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Enough reason. Um, David Marshall? Let him go. Yeah, I, I I like what he's done, but he's only come in as a cover, so let him go. Westwood? Let him go. Yeah. Let I'm him go. I'm being, I'm being ruthless. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, Elsa. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to answer this one for you. Charlie Owens, just he just needs to move on, doesn't he? Who? I play to him. Char- exactly, yeah. Charlie <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, Charlie. No, no offence, mate. Yeah, um, just quickly then... Um, Dumble's social media post. Thought it was a bit, bit of a um, um, looking for a bit of attention. I didn't. I don't know. It's, I don't know it's difficult. Thought. It's difficult in it because he obviously was getting 
tweeted or DMs from fans asking him, like, where are you? What's happened? Why aren't you playing kind of thing? And I suppose, like, as a player, if you haven't played for however many months, you're going to get fed up and you might think, do you know what? My contract's up in the summer. I'll just say it anyway. I mean, you know I mean? I mean <laughs> we've seen Hendrick on the pitch. If you were Don Ball, you would tweet that as well. Because how the hell is Hendrick getting game time over Don Ball? I, 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 I just don't understand it. I, I, I don't know why we ever signed Hendrick. I don't, I don't, don't see what he's offered or what, what progression we've made with him being in the team. So, yeah, if I'm Don Ball and I'm seeing that on the pitch rather than myself, then, yeah, I'd be tweeting out as well. Because I'd definitely pick Don Ball over Hendrick any time of the day. Good point. Get your point. Probably I did before. I do still sit on the other side of the fence, which is I just is bad situation. Trying to come out of it with a bit. I don't know if we were if we were winning, that tweet wouldn't have come out, would it? Whether Hendrick was playing or not, you know, and he was playing look, bad I mean, news now, but we're still winning. That wouldn't come out. So yeah. I just feel like it's a bit. I'm here. I'm here, everyone, and I know you know and um, things that I want to play. Sad thing is, play, but. The sad thing is, the last time that uh, one of our players uh, sent out a message uh, or a message was broadcasted, he ended up getting shelved and shipped out anyway. So, if that if he's asking for his his release, then he's he's gone. He's taken yeah. a, a note out of Todd Kane's what? book. Do you do you think he would have said it if he had another year on his contract? Exactly, that's my point. Like you know, different situation would it have come out? No, so it makes me feel like. It's a bit unnecessary. I, I guess, like you said, like if we were winning, he wouldn't have the frustration. Is it boiling down to frustration of like we're losing every game? I'm not playing at all. I could be doing better than what's out on the pitch. Well, like, exactly. What, like, but that what, doesn't like, help. That's not helping, but, is it? I know That's it doesn't point. help, but then actually, do you want? It do doesn't... you not want to see? Do you not want to see that from the squad? Do you not want to see that little bit of I could be doing better? Give me a chance, and actually. Wolves put it playing him and he might do better or he might absolutely have an absolute mare and everyone can say, well, this is why you've not been playing. I, I, I'd definitely rather media. the latter. I'd definitely um, rather the latter. I'd rather he come on at a crap game and we go, well, you know, this is this you is why you're not answer. playing. Yeah. There's your answer sort of thing. You know, you, you say you're, you, know, you should be playing and you've not turned up, you've not done the business, you've got yourself booked in the first five minutes, so we've had to sub you, et cetera, et cetera. I'd rather have that than him not playing, people being angry at him, but actually he could come on and do a better job than some of the midfielders that we've got at the moment that have been starting, not naming any individuals. <laughs> Hendrick. <laughs> well, I've got a little quick one for you. Compar- in comparison to last season... If we finish where we currently are now in 11th, which is lower than where we were last season, has this season been a failure? Yeah, massive. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's a hard one, really, because at least we've not been in the bottom half. We've not been fighting relegation. You know, we finish in the top half again. So that alone, brilliant. But it's the fact that, it's the manner, like this is what I've been telling a lot of people where I live who aren't QPR supporters. It's the manner we've thrown away that we, you know, we almost got to second position and could have solidified that and we threw it away. You know, you can't be going to Blackburn, you know, losing, Fulham losing, 
but also going to Peterborough and Barnsley lose, you know, there's got to be, you know, you've either got to be turn up for the big games and scraping through them, them bottom games, or you beat, you beat the small teams, but you only finish 11th or 9th sort of thing. So it's the, the frustrating side says to me that it's been a failure, even if we do finish in the top half. But that, that mentality, and that's what sometimes frustrates me, is that's the mentality that is one reason why maybe we have bottled it. It's because it's, well, at least we're not in the bottom half. At least we're not in relegation. At least we're not the QPR we've been for the last five years. Well, yeah, that's great. But that's what feeds up to the players possibly. And and, and, and it, we should be. No, we're, we're just as big as half the teams in this league. You know, our squad is good enough than... Is just as good as a Blackburn or a Huddersfield or a Luton. I've seen it. They're no better than us, but mentally they're better and physically they seem better from what I've seen. They're the two. So I think that some point soon the fans just need to go for it. Like, yeah, look, we we want to be at the top. We demand to be up up there. I mean, look at look at how many look how many um, away games we've taken. Like, we've taken massive numbers. You know. Yeah. You know, it's been astronomical. Like, you know, trying to get a beer at half-time at Peterborough was ridiculous because there's 3,000 of us there. You know, so you can't say to me that our fan base, you know, and, and as a club on that, in that sense, we're not big. You know, we're... Exactly. All right, yeah. we're, 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 we might be medium, but we're definitely bigger than some of the teams that have come down. I mean, like, the Fulham game at home, that made me laugh. They actually filled out that section. But I know I was one of those that was singing, you're only here because it's local. Because they can't even seem to take like six hundred fans up to Stoke on a, yeah. you know, on a Saturday. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, you know, I could understand on a Tuesday night, but on a Saturday afternoon, they can't even take that many fans up there. It's a joke. You know, we we have got a good fan base, and we've been followed really well this season. So you can understand why you know people go all these miles all season to then see us flatline against teams like Peterborough, Barnsley. You know, it, it's very frustrating. Well, I think we're on telly on Friday, aren't we? Which it could be a bad thing for Orbs. I was thinking if we get play poorly, get a bit of hammering. Don't even get me started about Sky. Yeah, yeah, I won't. Oh, yeah, don't (laughs) Um, worry. We'll save it for another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll (laughs) leave it there, lads. Um, Let's hope we can get someone on Friday and um, stop this rut. Um, Thanks for coming on. And yeah, have a good evening. You ours. Yeah, you ours. As always, come on, you ours. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has sorely scored another playoff winner. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Oh. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.